everyone and welcome to Race Time Radio tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167. Well, just last night we were in Saskatoon at Sutherland Automotive Speedway for the RS1 Cup Series debut. Of course, all presented by Avion Motorsports and man, what a race. We had lots of rain delays and uh, it was uh, it, just an amazing night. So things got late. But good part is, you're going to be able to check out those Twin 100s here tonight on Race Time Radio. But before we get to the race, let me give you a little background about the RS1 Cup Series. They do compete for Super Seal Championship points, and tonight's races all count towards those points for the end of the season. The RS1 Cup Series started out just about a month and a half ago at Area 27, and a beautiful racetrack in Oliver, B.C. It is a road course. Going to Victory Lane on that first event, they ran two races. The 94 car of Jesse Webb went to Victory Lane, and so did the number 24 of Sean McIntosh. Both cars are in the field tonight, so you'll want to keep a listen for those two for sure. Now, the RS1 Cup Series, these cars are all identically prepared, kind of fed, watered, and housed, if you will, under the roof at Avion Motorsports. The RS1 Cup Series drivers arrive and drive. They leave the rest of it to Avion Motorsports. Al Labert and his group take care of each and every one of these cars. Needless to say, the competition is extremely tight. The difference between first and last tonight will be the driver behind the wheel. So let's get to the track now, shall we? Calling the race, Cole Sorensen from BC is in the house, up in the broadcast booth with me. We're joined by the two announcers from Sutherland Automotive Speedway, Dave Thomas over in the tower on the other side, and we got Todd down on pit road. Keeping his eye on everything that's happening down on Pit Road. You'll hear from both of them tonight in the broadcast. I'm sure you're going to enjoy it. So sit back, relax, grab something cool to drink, Canada. And our friends down south, it's the Twin 100s. RS1 Cup Series debut from Saskatoon. Race number one, the first Twin 100. And we'll do the second Twin 100 tonight as well. Sit back, relax, and enjoy tonight's coverage of the Twin 100's RS1 Cup Series debut from Saskatoon. Yeah, the field all starting to double up behind the Avion Motorsports pace car. Ellie back up front, the 94, Jesse Webb to the outside. Then yes, we... we'll have uh, a tip number two at going green in this one here for the first 100 lapper, Ellie Dunseeth. Having a new partner on the outside of the front row, Jesse Webb making his first ever start in an oval, Ken Mostowich in the inside. 
of row number two. Adam Dowler back in his outside position in the 53. Caution lights are out off of turn number four. Let's try this one again. Joe, we're back green. Side by side to the line, and there we go. They pulled the trigger, and the cars are down into turn number one and two. Working their way into turns three and four. Ellie Dunseeth emerging as your early race leader. Jesse Webb up to second side by side with Adam Dowler. But Dowler deep on the brakes to the inside. And we saw Heino Siebert trying to take a peek to the inside of Ken Mostowich. And look, Joe, who is already up to fourth or rather fifth and hunting for fourth on the outside. That's Cameron Haley in the 16. Yeah, that Autobox uh, number 16 car is looking real good on the high side of the speedway as Ellie in the 64 still leads this one. Dowler looking low, pins it right to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll come back to the line with the lead. New race leader Adam Dowler and following him into the second position. That is the 16 of Cameron Haley. Jesse Webb up to third. Dunsey starting to fall back now as Trevor Siebert is already up into the fourth spot. Three wide almost behind them as Dunsey continuing to get shoveled out. Billy Coles in the black number 67 is slowing and pulling into the pit. So problems for Billy Coles in the 67 as Adam Dowler leads. But he has Cameron Haley closing in in rapid fashion right behind him in the 16, Joe. Yep, the 35 of Dowler out front as they're closing in. And Cameron Haley now up into that second slot. As they get worked their way through turns three, four, we are working lap five and now six as they put the 17 car of Tracy Siebert down the lap. Todd, I think you got a glimpse at uh, Billy Coles as he pulled into the pits and then pulled out again. Looks yeah, like... I don't know if I could see him. It looks like he just pulled through the staging lane, and I believe he's back out as we're coming out of corner number four, three wide again. What a different stuff going on back in the pack as some of these cars start uh, making their way to the tail. Adam Dowler, your race leader, already having to deal with lap traffic. And these top three guys are pulling away from the rest of the pack. Trevor Siebert has worked his way up in the fourth spot as Adam Dowler continuing to lead. And uh, Joe, how about Jesse Webb getting up on the wheel and staying with the former NASCAR Truck Series driver in the number 94? Absolutely. In pre-race, speaking with Jesse Webb in the 94 car, he said, I don't have any experience on an oval track. But he is a quick study. And what a, he couldn't find a better car to be behind, to be behind and learn his way around an oval than to be behind. A guy that raced in the NASCAR Camping World Truck Series, Cameron Haley in the 16, is putting the 94 to school right now, Cole. And we're seeing the big speed advantage, as, uh, or rather the big difference in speed that some of these lead cars have over the cars that they are putting a lap down as Adam Dowler right down to the inside of Ellie Dunseeth, who early on in this race was leading, and she has faded to the back of the pack as your top three continuing to pull away. Trevor Siebert has found his way up into the fourth spot. He's got Heino Siebert and the Siebert family feud back behind them in the 10 car. It looks like Kane Fraser is pulling in the MNP number 89 into the pits as Adam Dowler continuing to lead in the number 53 car. And Joe Adam is a guy that doesn't have a, a whole lot of racing experience either. Well, racing in full-size cars. He's got quite a lot of experience representing Canada internationally 
in go-kart racing, but he has got pressure coming on both sides. It's Jesse Webb now. going to go to the outside of Cameron Ailey for second. Yeah, going on the big side, as they say, and the 94 car. He's a, a quick study by the look of it, side-by-side side for that second spot. Yes, as Jesse Webb, the number 94 machine, back uh, around the outside of Cameron Haley. Jason White is working his way up inside of the top five to the outside of Hino Siebert. In the 10 cars, the 33 working his way from the tail and will now try and put pressure on the 69 of Trevor Siebert. But out in front, top three, throw him under a blanket as they come off at turn number four. Joe here for lap 17. 17 complete and the 53 coming under fire now. The 16 of Cameron Haley was thinking about taking a trip up the inside and then it got better of it. They're rolling up on a couple of cars that could go a lap down here. The 53 gonna get trapped in behind the lap car, 16 to the high side, and same with Jesse Webb, the 53. Wrong place, wrong time. New leader, the 16 of Cameron Haley from Calgary goes to the lead on lap number 18. Todd, you're down pit side and uh, can get a look at Billy Coles. I actually just talked to Nick Jewell and he says what happened with the 96 car is he lost his power steering hose on it so he really had no steering coming out of four but he says the saving grace is he's going to have really good tires for the second 100 lap session tonight. So that's that's the Nick Jewell story in 96. Well, Nick's going to be, yeah, have to work from the back and use up those fresh tires here as he will have the freshest set of tires out of anybody. As looks like sprinkles starting again, we can see some umbrellas here at the racetrack going up. Lights are out. The field is doubled up. 20 laps complete. And it's almost go time here. Cole, it's just about time to pull the trigger. Here they come off turn number four, and after a long delay, we are back racing with the RS1 series, and Cameron Haley with the jump on the start. Jesse Webb backing up the outside lane in the number 94 machine as Haley showing his experience on that restart, and Webb showing his inexperience, a little bit timid still on these restarts in the 94 car, and Adam Dowler has come up to the second spot, Hino Siebert up to the third position. And look at who capitalized on that restart. Riley Siebert. Joe is already up into the four spot, but you can see on those cold tires still struggling with grip in the rear. Oh, yeah. You want to make sure that you get heat in these Goodyears or they will break free right away. And Dave, on the high side of the racetrack, I'd say two, maybe three lanes towards the bottom, but don't get real high on this speedway right now. No, you're absolutely right. You want to stay down in one of those two lower grooves, and it looks like they drive nicely from my vantage point, so yeah, I'm with you. Stay low if you can. Dowler has two Siebert family members right behind him. Hino in the 10 car, putting the pressure on him, but Dowler not buckling. The driver is still new to running full-size stock cars, has been running the Westco Late model series in BC, getting experience, ran the Western Rattler 300 in his number 53 late model and still holding on to that second spot as Cameron Haley is trying to pull away. We had a spinner down in turn number three, four. That was the 33 of Jason White. He kept his foot in it, but collected the 94. And it looks like, is that the zero one, Dave? Yes, it's the zero one, yes. 
Jack Herniuk in the uh, lookalike General Lee Challenger, unfortunately having to get in the binders. Jesse Webb, the 94 car, who has, uh, was having a strong run early on, having to avoid that incident as Jason White spinning in the 33 machine, and Webb has come to a stop near the outside wall, rolling back now, trying to get that car in gear. He will do so, and doesn't look like there is too much damage to the 94 car, fortunately, so uh, it looks like no harm, no foul for all three of those drivers involved, but I can see Trevor Siebert in the 69 is pulling into the pits and pulling behind the pit road wall. A little bit of trouble for the 69. We'll see what's up there. Billy Cole also back in. Uh, some more woes with that machine, either that or they've got it fixed and he's saving that could be it as well, and, uh, you know, Billy not wanting to put a dent in the 67 car here with how many laps down he is currently and pulling into the pits maybe to save the race car, either that or have a quick chat. As looks like Todd's looking in the window there just seeing if uh, everything's good to go on the BC Racing number 67 as Trevor Siebert back out onto the racetrack. Saw one of the uh, Avion Motorsports RS1 Series crew members leaning in the uh, right side window and... Maybe messing around with that radio still, so Trevor could still be having problems with the 69 car. That is big Jeff Walt. Does a great job with these cars. Uh, you can tell Jeff he's got the uh, nuclear shoes on out there, the big green ones. Can't see it now because he's standing behind the car, but you'll see him when he pokes out from behind that, uh, that race car. 24 laps complete of the first 100. Okay, we're going to take a quick break here on Race Time Radio. More action when we get back. Stay with us. Hey, this is Ray Dunlap, and if you want to know what's going on in motorsports, make sure you tune in to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parks. Order today. Race tomorrow. Also by BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca and by Mr. Transmission. Hey, Mr. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night. 
July 21st with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro, Sportsman 100, and Legends. Then on Saturday, Canada's Ultimate Short Track Race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to riversidespeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on racetimeradio.com. It's the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Hear rare interviews and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive out there? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. Race Time Radio to go. Streaming live or on demand at racetimeradio.com. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Anniganish, Nova Scotia. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Celebrating 60 years at CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. Join the celebration as the greatest drivers and cars in the world return to Canada's legendary road course for Canada Day weekend. The Chevrolet Grand Prix at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, July 1st to 3rd, features the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship with exotic prototypes and GT sports cars for their one and only stop in Canada. This Canada Day weekend, don't miss the return of world-class racing, camping, and family fun. Go to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com for tickets and details. Taking you all the way to the track and back. It's Race Time Radio. Sirius XM 167. Now, here's Joe. Cameron Haley, Dave, look really, really good off the start of this one for the first four laps of the, uh, well, up to... 24 laps. He's looking really good. Yeah, and very comfortable, right? Now, having done this for a while, it's like, I guess, maybe riding a bike. You don't fall off. You just get right back on. And I'm going to be curious about that 94 car that was involved in that. If you look on the inside front tire, it looks like it was maybe having some handling issues. We'll see on the restart. Probably get a better look there. Here they come off of corner number four as they are going to go back to the green. We'll see what Cameron Haley can do. Not getting quite as big of a jump as Adam Dowler sticks right with him. 
in the 53 in the first three rows. They are side by side. Dowler backing up the field, and his brother's going to run in the back of Riley Siebert and push in the left rear quarter panel as Hino Siebert gets the inside of Adam Dowler and Haley. Joe will once again emerge cleanly out in front. Yes, Cameron Haley leads the field down the back stretch. 25 laps complete. We're coming back to lap 26 as the field is stacking up in the item there, Todd. Quite a race. Yeah, no, these guys are stacking up nicely here. I'm looking at this side-by-side -side racing out here. I'd say that track is definitely in prime racing condition right now. How about Jamie Krizik? The 66 car has woken up a little bit as he is up into the third spot behind Hino Siebert in the 10 car. And Joe, your pick, Sean McIntosh, back from the back and up to the fourth position as Riley Siebert, after that contact, looks like he's kind of dropping back a little bit in 09. Your front five are nose to tail, but there won't be like that for long. This is a momentum sort of car. you got to keep the momentum up. You're going to see some more passing guaranteed as they come back to the line to complete lap 29. And the 16 of Cameron Haley, you saw him gap the field on that last restart by about half a full straightaway over Adam Dowler, but he has Hino right behind him. Jamie Krizik, Sean McIntosh, now Jason White looking to the outside of the 24 car, but Riley Siebert has got back in line and has got his momentum back up and running as McIntosh and Krizik continuing to battle for that third spot. Great racing all over Sutherland Automotive Speedway. And here comes the 33 of Jason White to the high side of the 09 of Riley Siebert. They're battling for that fifth spot, guys. And the 16 of Cameron Haley leading lap 32. Back to the 10th, the 66, the 24, and then side by side. The 09 of Siebert trying to get around the 33 of White, and here comes Krizik now to the inside of Hino Siebert. Siebert will close the door, though, in the 10 car and get right back into line, and now Cameron Haley is loving the battles going on behind him because he will be able to pull out a little bit of an advantage, but uh, is closing up on some of that lap traffic, some of the uh, Challenge Series drivers here, more of the uh, inexperienced competitors who are getting around this oval, getting critical laps under their belts, but about to go a lap down once again at the hands of Cameron Haley as Haley is going to get held up just a little bit. No, he's going to make her three wide through the middle of the lap traffic, so no problems there for Haley, Joe, and he's not going to get held up at all. No, no, that's called threading the needle, and Cameron Haley's used to doing that. Uh, the 10 of, uh, I know, is doing a great job in that second spot. Back to Krizik in the 66. 24 of Sean McIntosh. Back to the 09 of Ryder Siebert. And, oh, what do you say we add a Dowler in the mix there? The 35 car of Noel Dowler coming to life. Noel Dowler, we've been talking about his brother Adam. Now it's Noel's time to shine as he has worked his way inside of the top 10. And Hino Siebert putting the pressure on Cameron Haley. Haley going to the outside, trying to go to the outside of Ken Mostowich, and will once again thread the needle. Elisa Alexis on the extreme outside of the racetrack. Haley gets through, and now we'll see how the rest of the field files between them. And right when Hino in the 10 car gets right behind him, is Hino a little bit of a bobble off of two, Joe? 
it seems like Haley will catch the lap traffic and pull out a few car lengths using that experience that he has getting through the lappers. Well, you gotta really plan your steps in the RS1 Tour. Uh, you got uh, a good mixture of crafty veterans, uh, some new drivers in the field, and there is cars dropping a lap here fairly quick. You gotta plan your move. If you go to make it too early, you could get stunned. And just as we were talking about Noel Dowler, he has managed to get around Jason White in the 33 car and will try and rapidly close into the 09 of Riley Siebert as the 16 of Cameron Haley continuing to lead. Now he's got a bit of an advantage where Ingo Siebert, or rather Hino Siebert, was right behind him. And now there is about five or six car lengths between the 10 car and the 16 race leader and Jamie Krizik putting the pressure on the 66 for second. Dave, uh, you've been watching that 94 car. Looks like he's laying down good laps and looking up the inside of Trevor now back in about, I don't know, the 10th, 12th spot. And it looks like the 94 is doing okay. Yeah, you're right. Jesse Webb is handling it nicely. Uh, running lap times just above 16 seconds. So again, a little bit off the pace, but the concern that maybe I thought he might have with that tire doesn't seem to be a factor at all. And again, laying down some good lap times. And as Jesse gets more and more laps around here, he'll get uh, more and more confident as looking at your race leaders heading down the back straight again as the 16 of Cameron Haley continuing to lead the way. He's coming up on Tracy Siebert to put her lap down. Tracy's husband, Hino. Oh, and Siebert gets into your race leader going into turn number one. The lapper spins the 16 car to bring the yellow flag out. As Cameron Haley, who was running away with it, going to the outside of Tracy Siebert. Siebert getting into Haley's left rear and see the uh, quarter panel is pushed in on the 16 car. So some damage there for the 16 of Haley as the 17 of Siebert getting into her. And that uh, rather into him is a tough break for Tracy and Cameron in that situation. And we'll have to see if uh, Haley will go to the tail here for bringing out that yellow flag as his race has just taken a turn, and that could hand things over to Hino Siebert in the 10 car, who's been running in second as the yellow flag flies here on lap number 44 of this one. You want some drama? We got it. We got it right here in Saskatoon. Just when you think things are slowing down, then we uh, have a situation like this, and Haley is going to the tail in the 16 machine, so we'll have to watch Cameron Haley try and work his way from the back right up to the front once more in that 16 car, and you have to wonder if anything in the rear end got knocked loose. Looks like it was a pretty solid shot, actually, into the left side of the 16 car is the 17 of Tracy Siebert again getting together with the 16 of Cameron Haley is uh, the field continuing to cycle around under yellow here. My 24 car is looking pretty good right now, isn't it? Keeps moving up the order there. Sean McIntosh picking off positions. Looks like uh, one degree in the signal from the flag stand. Ken Mostowicz will get the free pass. The number 99 car getting around the pace car. He'll join up at the tail end of the pack and get one of his laps back in the number 99. Jamie Krizik in the outside of the front row. The 66 for TD Wealth will be side-by-side side with Hino Siebert for this restart. Sean McIntosh in the inside of row number two with the 09 O'Reilly Siebert picking up another spot as a result of uh, Haley's troubles as they work their way into corner number three off of four. 
getting ready for a restart. We'll see what Hino Siebert can do from the pole as they come off at turn number four. We're green once more, and Siebert with the jump as the 66 of Krizik tries to tuck in line, but he has Sean McIntosh right behind him, and McIntosh to the inside of Siebert for the race lead through three and off of four, side by side. Hino Siebert on the outside, McIntosh on the inside. Dowler thinking about making it three wide. He will make it three wide, forcing the issue. The 35 up the inside, roughs up the 24 of Sean McIntosh. And Riley Siebert, the 0-9, goes up to third. Dowler leads in the 35. What a move on the restart from Noel Dowler and Sean McIntosh is not going to be the happiest man in Saskatoon in the 24 car as he tries to track down the 09 O'Reilly Siebert who's now up into the second spot as Sean McIntosh for a brief glorious second was your race leader but Noel Dowler making it three wide into turn number one is now out in front. Just three laps now two laps away from halfway in the first 100. Dowler out front. Here comes Riley Siebert in quick toe, the 24 of Sean McIntosh, and he just blows by the 09, heading into turns 3-4 for that second spot. Siebert's car actually slipped up a little bit there as Riley's going to the inside of the racetrack. Maybe some problems there for Riley Siebert from that earlier contact, and Siebert is off the pace. Pulling to the inside, and he is in the pit. So another wrench in the plans for the Siebert family is Riley Siebert. Problems in the 09 into the pit area and behind the pit wall. Stay on that chair. <laughs> I can barely hang on the excitement here, Joe. Halfway is complete in this race. The 09 of Riley Siebert on pit road. I don't know what they're doing. Uh... They're looking, they're looking. He's uh, being held with the 35 car. Noel Dowler out front of this one. He's got a lead of about, what do you say, Cole? Maybe eight cars? Eight cars, just uh, just under a straightaway advantage. But the man behind him is the guy he rooted out of the way for the race lead. And that is the 24 of Sean McIntosh. And McIntosh is on the hunt trying to track him back down to catch up with him. As the 66, Jamie Krizik is slotted into the third spot. I know Siebert side-by-side side with Jason White for the fifth position. White on the outside. And Cameron Haley already to the inside of the 16 of Jesse Webb for what I believe is the seventh or eighth position. So already Haley cracking the top ten and will try and crack the top five here in just a handful of laps. Amazing racing here in the RS1 Cup Series. This is for Super Seal points. Uh, both these 100-lap races will count for championship points. So you want to get as many points as you can. And we look at lap 55. Yes, just past the halfway point in this first twin 100-lap affair. As looks like some fuel going into the 09 of Riley Siebert, but uh, it wouldn't know why they're putting in some fuel there in the pits. Maybe Todd can get a look there and see what's going on. Todd, did you get a chance to talk with anybody about Riley Siebert's car? Uh, Riley didn't know what was going on at all. He, I asked him what's up. He wasn't quite sure. So yeah, it looks like they're fueling it up and I don't know if that's going to be the issue or not. So Yeah, it could be maybe one of the fuel starvation problems or something with the carb or something that uh, maybe these cars have been experiencing a little bit. 
Joe, but uh, hard hard to say. Definitely a very weird drama down there in the pits for Riley Siebert. The man still on the move. Cameron Haley just got by the 33. Of Jason White's got his eyes focused in on the 10 now. As we look up front, 59 complete. No Dowler in the 35 car. Crosses the line now for lap 60, 40 to go in this one. And remember how he said that uh, Noel is about eight car lengths ahead? Well, that gap is decidedly closer at the moment as Sean McIntosh has got it down to about two car lengths, and that's what happens if you drive angry a little bit, or Sean is definitely working a reel in Dowler, and Dowler's struggling a little bit coming off at two. McIntosh really arcing out that 24 car towards the outside wall. Carrying a lot of momentum around here as Dowler will have to contest with him in a few laps as he comes up on Ken Mostowicz to put him a lap down. And now McIntosh is going to be right on him, Joe, as they go into three and they could be side by side, but McIntosh checks out of it at the last second. Absolutely. Sean's going to pick his spot right now to do his passing. Dowler on the high side as they roll up on the 99 car. These two cars decidedly quicker. Then the two cars that are ahead of them, the 35 on the high side of the speedway, comes back to complete lap 64. The 24 car now right on his rear deck lid. Uh, he can reach out and touch the spoiler right now. And Sean McIntosh with only, I believe, three previous oval racing, three or two oval racing starts, and showing why that uh, he was competing with some of the guys that made it all the way up into Formula One it has been up on the wheel in this 24 car. Noel Dowler still hanging on at the front, managed to pad his lead working through lap traffic. Jay Logie and Ken Mostowicz as they head off of turn number four down the front, shoot through uh, one and two now. Noel Dowler still hanging on. But Sean McIntosh is right with him if Dowler slips up at all. And now Dowler, when McIntosh got to the inside of him, knows he is there. And Joe Riley Siebert back out on the racetrack, but he is uh, several laps down. That's going to hurt him in the RS1 point series standings for this uh, first twin 100. It sure is. You don't want to do that, but you got to know that Riley will be bouncing back in race number two. He's got a real strong Super Seal 09 on the racetrack tonight. Uh, for those at home, the 35 car, of course, Dowlers, famous for the Fords, the Ford Mustang out front right now with a Chevrolet right behind with Sean McIntosh. Working their way off at turn number two now, and looks like McIntosh has almost cooled up. Maybe uh, he hit that 50-lap mark where the Goodyears didn't start feeling so good in that 24 as he's had to come from the back of the pack after an earlier spin to the front and then had to charge hard to catch up with the 35 of Noel Dowler. So Dowler now starting to pull out a bit more to advantage and Dowler the more experienced driver with these heavy stock cars and trying to keep the tires underneath of them for sure. Well Dowler guys was at one point a second and a half ahead of McIntosh and was down to two tenths of a second and now it's ballooned back to seven tenths of a second. How much you want to bet, guys, uh, the number 24 car playing a little cagey right now, trying to let those Goodyears cool off on the right side, and he will mount a charge as we have, uh, what, 72 in the books, just about a Saturday night feature 
to finish this 100-lap race off. And Dowler got held up a little bit by Trevor Siebert in the 69 as Dowler tried to put him a lap down, and now McIntosh has raised that seven-tenths of an advantage, rather, in the 24 car. But as soon as Dowler gets clear of lap traffic, looks like he has a little bit better race car in that 35 than McIntosh. McIntosh trying to chase it a little bit, but they have pulled away almost a half-track advantage over the third-place running Jamie Krizik in the 66 machine, Joe. He sure does. 74 complete coming back to the line. The 35 Ford Mustang. Noel Dowler out front of this one. Uh, Todd, you can see the oval track experience at the front of the field. Yeah, I'm just trying to find the front of the field here, and I see we got a caution coming out. The 99 around in turn number one and two. A good opportune time for us to slide out, take a quick break on Race Time Radio. We will be back with you live tonight from Sutherland Automotive Speedway in Saskatoon. Hi, I'm Derek Deersman, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. To Canada Talks. No one else, only you, Mr. Never Say Die. Your eight-year-old car running like new? That's all you. And your friend, Mr. Transmission. Transmissions, that's their specialty. Over 350 different types, making Mr. Transmission Canada's undisputed transmission and technology expert. Book your free multi-check inspection at your local Mr. Transmission to keep it running smoothly. How long will your car last? As long as you want it to. Thanks to your friend. Hey, Mr. Join us Saturday, June 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Avion Motorsports presents the RS1 Cup Series. To win 100s plus qualifying, all live on racetimeradio.com. Tighten them up, because this is going to get wild. It's the first time these professional short track drivers take on Sutherland Automotive Speedway in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And 2022 Super Seal Championship points are on the line. Saturday, June 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Join us at the Speedway. You know you gotta do. Or live worldwide right here on RacetimeRadio.com. Join the celebration as the greatest drivers and cars in the world return to Canada's legendary road course for Canada Day weekend. The Chevrolet Grand Prix at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, July 1st to 3rd, features the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship with exotic prototypes and GT sports cars for their one and only stop in Canada. This Canada Day weekend, don't miss the return of world-class racing, camping, and family fun. Go to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com for tickets and details. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Epic Racewear. Look, feel, be epic at epicracewear.ca. 
Now, a flashback in Canadian music history. Here's Eric Elper. Rush holds a special place in our hearts and in the record books. They've sold more than 40 million copies around the world. They have a star in the Hollywood Rock of Fame, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and officers of the Order of Canada. And they've released 24 gold records and 14 platinum albums, placing them fifth for the most consecutive gold or platinum studio albums by any rock band. From the high banks of Daytona to the snow banks in Canada, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal. Woo, shake and bake. And here on Race Time Radio. The pace car hits pit road, and the green flag is back out. Lap 74 is complete. Dowler and the 24 Macintosh nose to tail down the back stretch. And, uh... They're looking good. They're looking comfortable right now. Coming back to complete lap 75 here tonight. Dave, this one's heating up to be a barn burner. Absolutely it is. His Macintosh, you called it. Watch out for this driver. He's been on the tail of Dowler. And did he hold off to keep the tires cool? Because we're down to almost a sprint to the finish. Absolutely. Side-by-side action back in the 06-7 spot. As the 94 of Jesse Webb gets to the high side of Mark McIntosh. But up front, the 35 of Noel Dowler completes lap 77. He's got a great Ford underneath him. And the 24 car, Todd, looks like he's fading back a wee bit. Yeah, it does. And it's, uh, you know, one guy that I noticed out there. Look who started at the back of this one and is able to put his car back in the fourth place, the number 16 of Cameron Haley. Cameron is back up through the pack. I thought I saw a little bit of a puff of smoke coming out of the 10 of Hino Sieber when he went through turn number two. It'll be interesting to see if that was maybe a little bit of a lockup or the car bottoming out or something. Seen it down in 3-4 as well. Uh, could be when he gets back on the throttle. It's just uh, doing a little bit of popping. The engine could be heating up on that car. We'll have to keep an eye on that 10 car. With only 20 circuits left to go, the 35 car, Noel Dower, set sail at the front of this one. 24 of McIntosh. Back to Krizik in the 66. Cameron Haley in the 16 car is in your fourth spot. And the Tennessee Bird is back in your fifth spot. That's it, your top five. As, uh, yeah, that smoke keeps coming up, Cole, like you say. The tent come- car, a little puff. It comes out of the side exit exhaust, and it's right where you get back into the throttle. So they'll have to look at that in between these 200 lappers. Noel Dowler having no problems in this one so far after hijacking the lead on the restart, the 66 of Jamie Krizik was putting the pressure on Sean McIntosh. McIntosh now able to build a little bit of a gap and maybe trying to mount a late race charge here on Noel Dowler in that 35 car as we're inside of 20 laps to go. Mark McIntosh, the uh, third member of the McIntosh family, is getting to the inside of Hino Siebert, and Siebert's car has got smoke coming out from underneath the fender wells and out of the side exhaust now, and he is pulling up high on the racetrack and lots of smoke pouring out. From underneath the hood of the 10 cars, the caution flag will wave on lap number 83. And, Joe, that was an engine problem. I do believe you are correct. Could be a line, just like what happened uh, with uh, 
96 of Nick Jewell. The 96, yeah. Well, that's... Uh, that looks a little more smoke than what a power steering line might be, though, on that car. Unfortunately, that number 10 car. I would have a tendency to have uh, maybe a fire extinguisher handy. Handy, just handy, but uh, looks like the smoke is under control now. Yeah, Hino, I think he's flicked the engine off, and the 10 car is now going to coast to a stop. But a tough break for uh, Hino, who was one of the original competitors in the RS1 series in the 10 car, but it will come to a smoldering stop on pit road as caution coming out here on lap number 83, and Sean McIntosh will have another shot at uh, getting that Noel Dowler here on this restart. Jonah, it looks like McIntosh's car might take a few laps to actually get up to speed. The, right before the yellow came out, he was starting to eat away at Dowler's lead. He sure was. Uh, Todd, what's your sniffer telling you? Is that engine oil that you're smelling or is it uh, maybe something else that was a lot of oil my nose is telling me engine oil but i don't know if the visibility is telling me engine oil now i know riley siebert in the 09 car he is having fueling issues in that 09 car in case you wonder what's going on with with riley siebert so hey no siebert yeah it looks like the siebert families just aren't having a fantastic night tonight yeah yeah i would agree with that now that's odd with riley's car ran excellent for the first half of this race then developed a problem that will drive you nuts cole he did have some heavy contact where there was a little bit of a stack up on one of the restarts and it got into the uh, left side pushed the quarter panel into the zero nine machine so wonder if uh, something might have got uh, hooked up with that because the fuel cells are just like a late model right at the back of the car, and it did have some contact right up into the fuel cells. So don't really know if that had any effect on it, but we are getting ready to go back green as the 35, Noel Dowler, will lead them back, coming off of corner number four, really waiting to jump on the green. And we're racing once again. Sean McIntosh staying right with him, though, on the outside. He'll tuck back into line. Ooh, Mark McIntosh, Adam Dowler making contact. Mark getting through the grass. That's not going to be fun with a little bit of water on the tires, but Cameron Haley is coming around the outside of Jamie Krizik for third, and he could play a factor in this one still. 84 laps complete, and look at this. Cameron Haley to the high side of the 66 car. The 66, Jamie's got a slight advantage on the low side of the racetrack. Cameron now having a look low on the 66 to see if he can make some room down there. No dice, says the 66. He'll keep that TD Wealth Management machine straight to the front. The 35 of Noel Dowler out front, 86 complete. And you have to wonder if some of that rain might have washed away some of the rubber on the outside of the racetrack that we saw being laid down since the start because a Sutherland Automotive Speedway looking weirdly enough like a single groove racetrack right on the bottom with some of these guys as Haley tried to go to the outside and then had to tuck in behind Krizik. But up front, Sean McIntosh is sticking right with race leader Noel Dowler in the 35. The gap is about two car lengths as we come up on the 10-to-go point. 12 laps remaining at the start-finish line. As the 24 of McIntosh back in the second spot now, Dave, he is starting to reel the 35 in. At, at least it looks that way. And getting quicker, you're right. Best lap time for Sean McIntosh was on lap number 83. So, yes, he continues to put more pressure on Noel Dowler right in front. Logie around in the 19 car. He gets it righted and will uh, rejoin the field here 
as we do have caution on lap 87. The way I count it, Cole, 13 more to go. 13 more times around. Sutherland Automotive Speedway, first of the Super Seal Twin 100s. As Jay Logie, the tires starting to go away. Some of these cars not handling as good as they were at the start of the race. And Logie spinning by himself in turn number two. And Sean McIntosh, again, just gets that thing wound up and wound up. And then the caution comes out. So Sean has to be getting a little bit frustrated at this point as Ken Mostwich. I think has the record for getting his lap back now. I think this is the third or fourth time he's got the free pass in the number 99 car, so he'll circle around to the back end of the field. That's why he's pulled up behind the Avion Motorsports pace car to get his lap back and again cycle around to the tail end of the field. But Noel Dowler able to get breathing room on the restarts, and that has been key to him keeping the lead with uh, these short runs that we've been getting. you got to love it when the lucky dog is in the race uh, lucky Dog, effective here in the RS1 Cup Series. The 99 gets another lap back. He will come back. Now he has to rejoin the field at the tail end. That is key where you don't get uh, too much of an advantage, but you still get that lap back, which uh, does count in a, la a race like this where it is 100 laps. Avion Motorsports pace cars into the pits. And Noel Dowler, who brought the field down at a slow pace this time also. A little bit quicker through three and four, getting on the binders a little bit. And we are back racing. Sean McIntosh again sticking right with the 35. McIntosh trying to get to the inside. Krizik, though, is going to get into the left rear of McIntosh just a little bit. McIntosh tried to clear the 66, couldn't quite do it, and that is going to affect him. And those two drivers will be side by side. And Noel Dowler will love this as he will get the chance to pull away from the battle for the second spot. Absolutely. He'll be looking in the mirror saying, go at it, boys. Stay side by side all you like. I don't mind being out front of this one. As he comes back to the line, lap 89 complete. Side by side battle for that second spot. Krizik's car, though, doesn't look like it likes being pinched down to the inside. You can, uh, well, if you're at the racetrack, you can see it wagging the tail here. We'll describe it for you on Race Time Radio as the back end's kind of stepping out a little bit. But McIntosh's car really doesn't like that outside lane. Krizik's actually going to get the spot as McIntosh has to tuck in line behind him with the 16 of Cameron Haley right behind the 24 car as Noel Dowler extending his advantage now with nine laps remaining at the start-finish line. And the duel for that second spot. They settle it. They fan and go nose to tail. Cameron Haley uh, and the 24 car back in that third fourth spot. Uh, third and fourth spot, easy for me to say. Uh, looking good. Looking good, but they look content right now. They are, and they've kind of strung in line here as Jamie Krizik will see if he has anything for the 35 of Noel Dowler as Krizik is starting to pull away a little bit from Sean McIntosh. McIntosh now falling into the clutches of Cameron Haley in the 16 machine as they head down the back straight. So the 35 car of Noel Dowler clears sailing with 93 laps down, 94th line, six laps remaining at the start-finish line for the 35 of Noel Dowler looking for his first RS1 Series win of the season in that 35 car and at a racetrack, Joe, where he has quite a lot of experience in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Well, he's doing a great job out there. Looks like a crafty veteran. And he's got a little bit of damage on the front end of that number 35 Ford Mustang. But you never know it. It's performing just like you want it to. Maybe, just maybe, it's in the right spot and jamming some air. 
Yes, just four laps. Sometimes when you get that uh, incident where he pushes the nose in, it does what he says. It actually makes the car a little bit better. Four laps to go for Noel Dowler as he closes in on Jay Logan, the 19 car, to put him a lap down. Jamie Krizik is unable to breach that gap as they come off of corner number four, four, lap 97. Three laps to go, Joe. And as long as Dowler gets by this lap car, it looks like it should be clear sailing from then on out. Yeah, it should be clean and green for the 35. He doesn't want to see no yellow flag, I can guarantee you that, with just two circuits left to go. Down into turn number one and two, the 35 pins it to the bottom. He's still got tons of traction. Car's looking real good as he works his way through three, four, back to the line. One to go in race number one, Colt. Down the back shoot for the final time. No challenge from Krizik into three. Noel Dowler looking good. And off at turn number four, the checkered flags out for the first Twin 100 winner. Noel Dowler comes across the line as the winner in the 35. Krizik in second in the 66. McIntosh third. Cameron Haley charges back up into the fourth spot. How about Jesse Webb, the 94 car, rounding out your top five. So that's how they finish up race number one. What will we see in race number two? It'll be interesting to see as uh, things unfold here. We're going to get a word with the number 35 of Old Dowler. Helmet undone, getting ready to climb out of the 35 car. Todd is down there trackside with Sutherland Automotive Speedway flag, the checkered flag for the race winner, and climbing out of the 35 car. There he is, the winner of the first Twin 100. How about giving it up for Noel Dowler in car number 35, and Todd is down with him trackside. Yeah, we'll just wait for him to get his helmet off. You know, this has been uh, what I would call exciting racing so far. This has been incredible out here. A lot of two wide, a lot of three wide racing out here. Now, Noel, first thing I, when I walked in this track today, I saw this car and I recognized it instantly as a Dowler car. It is so great to see you guys run this same scheme out here. I know you've run this track out here before, I believe in the Pinty Series, something like that. Um, you have some serious competition out here with these guys, and man, oh man, oh man, what a show you guys put on! Like three wide racing out there, wow! Yeah, it was a great race. Um, like like you said, the competitors are amazing here. Um, it was a great race. The car was good, just like every other car. Um, that's what makes it such great racing. And uh, I'd like to thank all the fans for coming out and sticking out the weather. Yeah, um, Empire Mechanical and ApolloMotorsports.ca, and we're always looking for more. So that's what we have right now. Well, again, congratulations on that win, Noel. Like I say, that was a well-earned win. You didn't start at the front, but you're able to keep it up the front and, and, and do a great job of getting there. So, again, congratulations on that. Yeah, Noel Dowler in that 35 car as we see Todd walking back to uh, Jamie Krizik finishing in the second spot in the 66. Well, Jamie, I'm impressed is all I have to say. These cars, all the same cars come out here. It looks like most of the racers... Now, I don't know if you've actually raced out here at Sutherland Automotive Raceway or not before. Yeah, I've been out here a couple times uh, with the Pinty Series, and uh, unfortunately it's been a, a couple of years since we've been out here, but it was uh, really good to come out with the series, and uh, and thanks to Avion and all you fans for sticking it out. It was good to, to come out and get back on track. Now, the difference for you between this and, say, a Pinty Series uh, and racing with these guys, you got a lot of top-caliber racing out here. That I don't know. How much fun was that out there today? 
Uh, it was hectic at times. Uh, I hope you fans enjoyed it. There, uh, there's definitely some some uh, stressful moments, but uh, yeah, it, it was really good. Obviously, there's a lot of good drivers that have had the, the opportunity to race with over the years uh, in this series, and uh, yeah, it's good to come out and be a part of it. So thank you guys very much. Uh, do you got sponsors that help you out with this car? Uh, with this one, we got TD Wealth on here, and uh, obviously a Avion's a big deal and uh, important to this and puts this whole show on. So those two, and then my sponsors back home, Crown Pell Ventures, Burmar Rewind, there's uh, tons of people that to keep us on the track, so we couldn't do it without them. So, yeah, again, congratulations, second place. Uh, I know we've got another 100 laps coming up, and we're certainly looking forward to that. So good luck with that one. Thank you very much. Dynamite job by the 66, and let's We're down throw back the, down to Todd again. The 24 is Sean McIntosh coming in out of Port Moody, B.C. Sean, one of the guys up there actually picked you to win this one. You came in third. It's, it's busy out there. Is that the right statement to use? Yeah, it was, and uh, there were some clean bumper cars, I'd call it. There's some short track racing out there, so got into the lead there, and uh, about one lap later, Noel decided to move me out of the way a little bit, which was a fair move, and then my car was really good on the long runs, but really struggled on the restarts. Yeah, I noticed that. I actually saw you guys go three wide into that corner, um, saying that he kind of bumped you out of the way. I suppose that is a polite way of saying it, uh, but when I watch these races out here with these cars, you can certainly tell that these cars all have what I'm going to call identical characteristics, and it's all up to, I'm going to say the nut behind the wheel, that makes the difference in these things. So what do you think of that? It's awesome. I mean, that's uh, the best kind of racing, right? It, you don't win with your pocketbook in this kind of racing. It's more on uh, your how smooth you are and really trying to conserve the tires. So it'll be interesting. Like, it was already getting pretty slippery out there. So another 100 laps, will, uh, it'll be good, but it'll be a good test for us. It sure will. Uh, sponsors on your car? Uh, yeah, I uh, got Kermac Collision, and uh, we got some group here from PPG, Regina Autobody, and uh, Par Autobody, too. They came out to watch Oh, yes, I can hear them right up there. So awesome job. And, again, congratulations coming in on third position in this pack because, man, that looked like a busy place. Yeah, awesome. Thank you. Okay, congratulations, and uh, good luck in the next race. Okay, thank you. Man, what a race. That first 100 all presented by Avion Motorsports. Of course, RS1 Cup Series debut in Saskatoon. Let me get you up to speed on some of the other action that happened across Canada this weekend. Of course, Mark Antoine Cameron goes to Victory Lane in the NASCAR Pinty Series out at Eastbound International Speedway. And a familiar face in Victory Lane, the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, the 99 of Craig Slonwhite, goes back to Victory Lane just last night out in uh, Nova Scotia. So, that gets you up to date on some of the action. Of course, we're going to have the next Twin 100 in hour number two. But before we get to that, we have to put it back to Toronto, get you up to date on all your news and highlights that you may have missed here in hour number one. And then we will be back for hour number two and the second 100 in tonight's Twin 100's RS1 Cup Series. I'm going to throw it back to you, Scotty, in Toronto. Get us up to date, and we'll be back in just 90 seconds for hour number two. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. 
Space Dive Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn, Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew. Also by APX Racewear, the motorsports leader in custom crew apparel and fire suits. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. You just never know how it's going to play out. Insider access to the drivers. We'll roll with it. We're enjoying it. We'll, we'll collect as many trophies as we can. Uh, let's go finish this thing, baby. It's a new normal. Better figure it out. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Thank you. You are the man. <laughs> We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes. Here on Race Time Radio. On Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks. Welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. Well, here we go. The second 100 from Saskatoon in the RS1 Cup Series. All Super Seal points are being tallied up for the year-end. Drivers want these points, and man, what a race. Field is making its way back out onto the speedway for the second Twin 100. A few cars getting some TLC into the pits uh, after the first race. I was talking with uh, Jack Herniak off mic, the driver of the zero one car, the uh, driver leading the Challenge Series points heading into this race. And Jack, uh, looks like they broke a spindle or something in the rear axle they had to uh, replace uh, on that zero one car. And it, of course, waited until like lap 92 to quit on him. So Jack was a little bit dejected that he didn't get to finish that. But uh, we'll try and have a strong run here. And Joe, I heard you mentioning, uh, you know, in between quiet moments while we had the you know, the cars out here doing the exhibition laps that uh, there's a few driver changes in this one. I think Billy Coles was in the 64, and Heino Siebert has climbed behind the wheel of wife Tracy's number 17 machine for this uh, second 100 lap. Tell me that isn't a great wife, right? She steps out to let her husband continue on. I, that's the that's the perfect uh, the perfect scenario. Joe climbs right out of her own race car. Goes, honey, here you just blew up yours. Climb in mine. Guess who's doing dishes and laundry next week, David? <laughs> the understatement right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And washing the car. Maybe yep. you know taking the dog for a walk and picking up that stuff that flies out the back end. Well, we know if they've got a lot of pink th- stuff next week that we know who was doing the laundry, right? Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. A rookie. Yep. <laughs> Throw that red shirt in with that white shirt. It's fine. It'll all wash up fine, and everything comes out pink. Just wanted to mention Mark McIntosh in the 31 car. There was a little bit of frantic activity right before he went out on track. They had the hood up. They had the trunk up, the deck lit up, uh, and they also had the right rear tire off of the 31 car. So I don't quite know what was going on down there, but uh, they do have it up and running, and Mark is looks like he will take his spot in the lineup. And, Joe, we mentioned... Some of the drivers having some problems in race number one with the fresher tires. Of course, the starting order is how they finish the first race. So guys like Nick Jewell, Riley Siebert having to come to the back, but they are on uh, very fresh tires in comparison to the rest of the field. Yeah, where is Nick? Oh, there he is. He's down on pit road. I guess he. Uh, they're not going to give him, oh, too bad you had a bad race. We'll put you at the front. I don't think that's no. how it works with the – it doesn't <laughs> seem like that's how it works no. with the RS1 series. But no, no. Uh, same thing, the 89 car is all, is fixed up, going to roll. 
Hopefully the uh, rear end is all good in that machine. I imagine it would be. Yeah, it was. What he basically said is when he went out last time, he said his tires are wet. And he says every time he went down in the bottom to get out of people's way uh, with so few laps to go, he says he couldn't really manage that car. Uh, keeping it in the bottom, so he decided just to park it till till this race came because he had no time to really warm those tires up. And he said it was a handful. Uh, if they can get some rubber laid down, David, on the high side of this racetrack, that second lane or third lane will come in. Well, and that's what I'm going to be very curious about because also the temperature has dropped a little bit, so the actual surface of the track is going to have shifted as well between the first 100 and the second 100. So how much of a factor is that going to be? And, uh, Joel, and, and you guys you guys pointed it out accurately how we had gone down to a single groove racing because of the tire wear. Who is going to have enough tire left to go up into the higher groove and trust their car? Well, that will be the question here over the course of 100 laps. And if that outside lane takes a little bit more rubber, it will take a few more guys kind of exploring that outside lane to have that happen. But we'll see if, you know, maybe O'Reilly Siebert, as you can see him driving past right now, if you're here at the racetrack, 09 car for Super Seal, or if uh, Nick Jewell tries to adventure to the outside lane here for the start and restart as the race goes on, as Noel Dowler started the race the first race at the back drove up through the field managed to get the lead one degree in the signal from the flag stand as the lights will go out on the Camaro pace car the 35 Noel Dowler will lead the field to the green Noel scrubbing the tires in trying to get some heat in them Jamie Krizik the outside of the front row Jamie with a Pinty series start multiple Pinty series starts out here at Sutherland Automotive Speedway, Joe, they are getting ready to drop the hammer wow, for race two. Going to have to pull those belts tight just one more time as the field enters turn three, four. Krizik and Dowler side by side. Starter has got the green flag in hand and it waves and here we go. Second 100 underway. And Dowler with the jump on the start. Krizik kind of bottlenecking up that. Outside lane is the 16 Cameron Haley getting to the inside of the 66 of Krizik, but Krizik now back to the outside of Sean McIntosh. Jesse Webb up on the wheel in the 94 car as well, holding on to the fifth spot. That's the 66 of Krizik and the 24 of McIntosh. Still side by side for a second. Dowler trying to run away with the race lead, and Cameron Haley hanging right back behind McIntosh in the number 16 machine trevor siebert taking a peek to the inside of jason white just outside of the top five in the number 69 car and trevor who had a off song race one trying to make up for it here in race number two yeah noel dowler picking up exactly where he left off it doesn't look like he took a break at all that 35 car is out to at least a seven eight car lead over the 66, the 24 car of Sean McIntosh is getting hounded right now by the 16 of Cameron Haley in that fourth spot. And you have to think, oh, we got a spin and contact in turn number. Oh, and another car comes piling into it just at the tail end. That was Kane Fraser, but Ken Mostowich in the 99 spun out. Elisa Alexis in the 12 car tried checking up, got into the front of Mostowich, and then Kane Fraser came around turn number three with nowhere to go, got the thing sideways, had it locked up, couldn't uh, get that thing woed down in time and rips the right rear quarter panel completely off of the NMP, or rather the MNP, 
number 89. As the lights go out on the pace car and your field will bunch up once more, Jamie Krizik was sailing with Noel Dowler there on that about half a lap or one lap that we got under green the last time. We'll see if he can do so in the 66 and slot into second as they come off of turn number four. Let's wind him up once more. Three laps completed. Green flags back out as your field sorts its way into turns one and two and working through that speedy dry, that outside lane, having to do that and see if it affects traction at all. As they work their way into the inside of one and two, Krizik still working the outside of McIntosh, and Noel Dowler running away with things in the 35 so far, Joe, with a comfortable lead. Ah, four laps complete. There you go. Now we're starting to log some laps as the field flashes down the back stretch. The 35 Ford Mustang of Noel Dowler in a commanding lead right now. The 66 of Kresik in the second spot. 24 of uh, Sean McIntosh is uh, running a comfortable third right now. Cameron Haley and Jesse Webb round out your top five as they head down into turn one and two on the exit. Man, that 35 car not skipping a beat, though. It is not, but Krizik's kind of reeling him in or sticking with him as Riley Siebert is going to the outside of his dad, Trevor. As your field works its way into one and two, now Riley still hunting the outside of the number 69 in the battle for the sixth spot. We'll see if Siebert can get around Siebert in the Siebert family feud. <laughs> it's a family affair, isn't it, Dave? Yeah, it is. Siebert versus Siebert, and who gets to have the better ride home, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, you want to make sure dear old dad is having a good time. Uh, Trevor threw the kitchen sink at that 69 car. I get a feeling that he threw the right kitchen sink at it because that car's looking pretty sporty. They did, and they actually had to pull a carburetor. I think Trevor might have mentioned it. Off of one of their show cars that's in the concourse here uh, at Sutherland Automotive Speedway. Of course, the show cars are ready to go. They're just cars that aren't in competition this weekend. But uh, when they were having problems with the carb in practice, Trevor was like, hey, I know exactly where you can pull one and where you can find one. And the crew went to work, and looks like the 69 car is running strong. But he's got Riley uh, around him and uh, into six, Trevor, back to seven. Now, uh, obviously, they didn't tell you. They didn't get that carburetor off that show car. That came off your rental. <laughs> and it's well, working pretty good. You know, coming off of that RVR Mitsubishi, man, that uh, didn't think that would mesh well with the 604 crate, but apparently it does. <laughs> well, it's working. What do you think, Dave? Uh, 12 laps in the books, and it looks like Dowler's just got that thing switched to glide, but he's going to have to giddy up. He's got a bunch coming at him. Well, we've seen this before at Sutherland Automotive Speedway when you get into the longer races, right? It all comes down to car management. You've got to go ahead and preserve your tires as best you can, but you obviously can't let a guy like Noel Dowler get away too far because you just never know how many laps of green flag racing you're going to get. And if he gets too far away, you may never catch him. So this comes down to the mental part of racing as far as I'm concerned. Again, with still, what, 85 laps to go. Yeah, strategy going to come into play, Cole. And you got to know that the spotters will be busy on that horn right now. Telling Noel he's got lots of clear track. He hasn't got another car in sight. They're coming off turn number two. The next car that they're going to have to encounter is the 01. 
And uh, Kariniak's flying on the track. He's a half a track away. Those top three cars actually pulling away from fourth place Cameron Haley in the 16 machine as Noel Daller has been kind of moving the car up just a tiny bit as some of that speedy dry in one and two has dissipated, obviously, as the car has run over it and kind of rub it into the racetrack where that power steering is as Noel Daller trying to stretch his advantage over Herniak, or rather uh, Krizik, in the number 66, trying to track down Herniak, who will be the next car to go a lap down in the 0-1 machine as they come down the front straight. 35 of Daller continuing to lead, and now he is pulling out a bit of an advantage over the 66 of Krizik, who closed in on him during lap traffic. But Daller's car looks like stronger in clean air for the 35. Uh, Todd... Hate to tell you, but the car you picked, he's coming up the uh, back pit there, bud. Yeah, I just cursed by doing a pick there, so. <laughs> <laughs> you want to curse, just let me pick him. <laughs> As we have lap 20 complete, now 21 at the line, you've got the 35 of Noel Dowler. Commanding lead. Sounds somewhat like a broken record, but kudos to him. He is running the wheels off that Ford Mustang. The 24 of McIntosh, he's starting to pull him back in. He did get by the 66. And it looked like McIntosh was just biding his time with the 66. And as soon as he got past, he's pulled out a 5-6 car length advantage. And he has closed the gap to Dallard to less than two car lengths. So your third place finisher had some gas in the tank for the 24, and he is tracking down Noel Daller here on lap number 23, coming up on lap number 24, and we'll see if car number 24 can put the pressure on Daller here as they work their way into one and two, and Sean McIntosh is reeling him in as they head down the back straight. The 24 car is running strong, Joe. Ah, he may have to give him a little shot in the shorts, just like he did right there and move the 35 just a little wee bit. Uh, not enough to knock Dowler right out of commission, but it definitely gave him a little chrome horn there and said, hey, bud, don't forget I'm here. Uh, so he's going to have to pick up the pace as we complete lap 26 here tonight in the second 100, all presented by Avion Motorsports. You want to check these RS1 cars out. These guys are having a gas here tonight. And, of course, you don't want to forget that this is the second Twin 100. Nobody reserving anything in the tank here. No more races to run after this one this evening. So Sean McIntosh has turned up the wick, and Noel Daller has turned it up as well to match him. But McIntosh shadowing the 35, and he's going to be right on his back bumper. Here comes the 24 for the lead off at turn number two, down the back straight into three, drag racing on the brakes as they come off at turn number four. McIntosh on the inside, Dowler on the outside, the 24 car for Kermack. Collision gets out in front. Dowler slots in line behind him to try and track him back down, and McIntosh will try and gap the 35 car before they reach the lap traffic of Jack Herniak, and we'll see how the 24 of McIntosh deals with the lapper. If he can get clearly by him, is Dowler now back to second, and McIntosh is pulling away, Joe. Look at how quick that 24 car is running. That's right, he is. Uh, he's driving a great race. Coming up on Herniak here in the 01 car. Uh, up the inside. Uh, Noel Dowler is going to be hoping that he can find a path through as well. The 24 car 
I don't know. I haven't got a monitor in front of me. Dave, I know you do. Has he picked it up, or has the 35 slowed down the tick? No. Definitely McIntosh is getting quicker, just like he did in the first 100. Remember, he had his best lap time, lap 83. He is continuing to improve. His best lap time was actually about six laps ago, but he's running about three-tenths of a second faster per lap than Noel, Noel Dowler right now. So definitely McIntosh is getting quicker. Dowler ever so slightly falling off his previous pace, but... McIntosh full marks right now for having and saving his car enough to go ahead and get to the front. Yeah, 34 laps complete, Todd. A torrid pace now. We're getting some long Cretan flag running, bud. Yeah, we finally did here, and it looks like, you know, McIntosh able, like Dave was saying, able to bring this car out into the front of the pack and just, wow, is he flying out there. Well, Riley Siebert further on back has got around Jesse Webb, and so Riley has cracked the top five. But uh, Riley about half a track behind Sean McIntosh, who is so far putting on a clinic in the 24th car, and he is G-O-N-E gone as they work their way off of turn number four. Looks like Cameron Haley trying to take a peek to the inside of the 66 of Jamie Krizik. For the third position, Haley getting held up with the lapper of Ken Mostowich as they work their way off at turn number two down the back straight. But John McIntosh clicking off laps at the front of the pack as Jamie Krizik and Cameron Haley having a battle back in third. Haley and Krizik entering one and two as McIntosh is out to a straightaway advantage over Noel Dowler in the 35 car, continuing to pull away. These, these guys, Cole, are going to be hoping that they do see another caution to maybe get a little bit of track position back. The 24 car. Man, he's looking me look like a smart guy, David. Yeah, he is. You picked him, and I will go ahead and tip my cap to you, but there still is over half a race to go. Come on. Oh, piece of cake. Piece of cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Clear. I'm spotting for him. You didn't know that, did you? Uh, there you go. Uh, yeah, a great race here tonight, and uh, what's turned into a beautiful night. It's got to be a premium night for these race cars. they got to feel comfortable, Cole, in these cars right now. It's the right temperature. Track is right. Man, they're uh, getting after it. We're getting to see a nice long green flag run. Well, it is nice and cool, and the track temp has to be pretty good for these guys. A lot of grip anywhere you want as... The 24 Sean McIntosh has started to find his way to the tail end of lap traffic, but he has quite a cushion over Noel Dowler as the 24 McIntosh to the inside of Noel's brother Adam Dowler in the 53 who had that mechanical trouble to put him a lap down. And Joe, you're mentioning track position. The 24 of McIntosh almost half a track ahead of second place Noel Dowler. And for some of these guys, like Riley Siebert, who had to work his way up through the tail, Riley currently riding around in the fifth position. If he wants to put those tires to use, he's going to need a caution to close up the field as the 24 of McIntosh is already lapping his way up into the eighth or potentially even the seventh position for the 24 car of Sean McIntosh, who definitely didn't show his cards in that first twin 100, but is showing them now 
in the second race here for the third and fourth rounds of the Avion Motorsports RS1 Series Championship Series for the 2022 season, Joe. I think back to Area 27 and the first event of 2022 for these RS1 Cup cars and the 24 of McIntosh did it that day as well. Uh, he had struggles in the first race. Now, tonight, in the first 100, he ended up with the top three finishing position. Not like race number one at the beginning of the year, but race number two at uh, Area 27. I'll tell you what, the 24 car was the class of the field in that second race. And McIntosh is coming up to lap Trevor Siebert in the 69 car. As the field's kind of strung itself out in single-file formation, no real battles at the moment. But Riley Siebert, the closest uh, thing to having a battle at the moment, is closing in on the number 16 of Cameron Haley. As Sean McIntosh is right up to the back bumper of the number 69 of Riley Siebert, or rather Trevor Siebert, now to the inside of Trevor to put him a lap down. And we'll close up in on Jesse Webb, the next driver, to go a lap down in the 64, rather the 64 of Billy Coles and the 94 of Jesse Webb as Sean McIntosh putting on a clinic here in the second race and oh, we got ourselves a yellow. Ah. Billy Coles, the 64 car spins in one and two and on lap 51, not what Sean McIntosh wanted to see but what the rest of the field wanted to see the yellow flag comes out, and McIntosh's lead is going to be erased here on lap 51. Who let the dogs out? 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 It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your quick, quick fire starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick, quick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire starter. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider to order. Tonight's Race Time Radio is fueled by... AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Join us Saturday, June 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Avion Motorsports presents the RS1 Cup Series to win 100s plus qualifying all live on racetimeradio.com. Tighten them up because this is going to get wild. It's the first time these professional short track drivers take on Sutherland Automotive Speedway in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And 2022 Super Seal Championship points are on the line. Saturday, June 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Join us at the Speedway. You know you gotta do. Or live worldwide right here on RacetimeRadio.com. If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land. Here, 
rare interviews, and performances. Live concerts. Is there anybody alive out there? Celebrity guest DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, baby, it's little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home Great. away from home. Great to be here. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night, July 21st, with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro Sportsman 100 and Legends. Then on Saturday, Canada's Ultimate Short Track Race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to RiversideSpeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on RacetimeRadio.com. It's the IWK 250, presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. Gentlemen, start your engine. Welcome back to Race Time Radio. That uh, with 51 laps complete of this second 100 lap race here tonight, out in Saskatchewan, we have got ourselves a good one now. Uh, the field's going to pull back in. The 16 of Cameron Haley back in that fourth spot, guys. Uh, it's going to be interesting. That exhaust was crushed in. I believe they opened it up. They had to have. Otherwise, the 16 would be on the infield. The 09 of Riley Siebert, he struggled in race number one. That car's looking really good. As much as the 24 car picked up, Let's see if the 09 can do that with 49 laps left to go. And right as the yellow came out, Riley was knocking on the back door of Cameron Haley in the 16 car. But uh, Siebert tucked in line down the inside of row number three as the pace car pulls in. And Sean McIntosh, who's been on the outside of the front row for all the previous restarts, now has a shot at leading the field back to the green as they come off at turn number four. And we're racing once more. Just past the halfway point, 51 laps completed. And Noel Dowler sticking right with the number 24 McIntosh. Looked like it twitched a little bit on corner entry and went up the hill just a tiny bit as they will drag race in two, three, and four. Dowler sticking right with McIntosh as Krizik on the inside of the 16 of Cameron Haley for the third spot. But two rows deep, two by two. At the front of the pack, and Riley Siebert's going to look for a way to get around both of them as they work their way into three once again, coming off of four. And Joe, they are still side-by-side side for the lead. Noel Dowler not holding anything in the tank and really getting racy with the 24. As Dave predicted and Todd said that outside lane will come in if they can get some rubber on it. Guys, I believe we're getting side-by-side. Side. We got some rubber on the outside. Got some rubber and some heat, too. And after the cooler tires, thanks to the cool down of the caution, you're going to go ahead and be able to get a little more grippy, I would think, too. And finally, Sean McIntosh got a good run coming off at turn number two. He takes the lead as Riley Siebert 
Getting around Cameron Haley and trying to go two for one. Go around the outside of Jamie Krizik. So with the 0-9 for Riley Siebert is up into the third spot and will now try and get around Noel Daller and Sean McIntosh better turn the wick up pretty quick here in that 24th hour because don't look now, Siebert's coming. Ah, you're correct. 56 laps complete as they flash down the back stretch here well, at Sutherland, Sutherland Automotive Speedway. Back to the line, 57 laps complete. The 24 car has the lead, but hey, here comes the 09. He's in second. Al Liebert warned me earlier when there was practice laps going out here. They says you want to see the reference point for how fast the car can go out here. You watch that 09 of Riley Siebert. You know what? I think I'm a believer at this point. Man, he worked his way through that pack. He certainly has the edge on every other car out here right now in that 09. We've seen this story before, Cole. A different type of car at a different racetrack. Of course, I'm talking about the Western Rattler 300. We watched Riley Siebert that night go from the back to the front to the back and back to the front winning the biggest race of his career. He's putting on a show here tonight. And where Riley gets him, ooh, we got a yellow flag, and it is the 64 of Billy Coles. Fortunately, his third incident, and Billy's run of bad luck again. I think we mentioned Nick Jewell, if he had no luck at all. You know, or he might be better off if he had no luck at all. I think Billy Coles, unfortunately, falling in that category as well with the 64, spinning out, going into turn number one. Yeah, a little bit of contact there, too, I think, with the 53 of Adam Dowler as well. Well, maybe he had a little bit of help there, Joe. Ah, well, a uh, good thing is he doesn't need tires this time around. <laughs> yes, hopefully he didn't flat spot the ones he has on, though. I see a pretty distinctive uh, brake marks where he's got that thing locked up going into turn number one. For it pointed in the wrong direction as Sean McIntosh will now have Riley Siebert on his outside for this restart. You saw how Adam Dowler stuck right with McIntosh. Riley, with those fresh tires, has been making moves on the outside on restarts. That's how he got up into the second position to begin with. And we'll see if he can do it one more time on the outside of Sean McIntosh. But uh, I was going to say right as the yellow came out, looks like Siebert really closes in on breaking in three and four. But McIntosh just a little bit better at getting off at two and managed to pull a little bit of a, uh, a gap over the 0-9 car. Dave, i got to ask you, do you ever see here at this speedway a guy when selecting a lane on a restart, do you ever see him take the high side as opposed to the inside? There, there are times. There are times. It is infrequent. But it all comes down to situation, right, especially on the restart where we have, if you see that triangle right by the start-finish line, that's a virtual cone that we have for one of our series. So you get to pick inside or outside on restarts, and it does happen. Well, here we go for the restart. Yet another restart. Back racing. Sean McIntosh, Riley Siebert, dead even. In one and two, Siebert on the outside. McIntosh trying to run him up the hill just a tiny bit. And actually, Siebert got way out by the outside wall, and that's going to allow Noel Dowler to come right back up the inside of the 0-9 car as McIntosh leads the way. Yeah, you uh, want to get these cars wound up, but I don't know. The 0-9 car... Uh, just may have made those right side tires just a tick angry. He may have to run right where he is for a little bit, cool him off, and then take that charge. 
at the 24 as Riley Siebert now does get second spot away from the 35 of Noel Dowler. Still the 24 of McIntosh out front. Coming back to the line, 62 complete. The 24 car is Sean McIntosh. Shot a pull away from Siebert. And Siebert now looks like the car is starting to come to him just a tiny bit. McIntosh, as I mentioned, better off at two. But Siebert able to close on breaking into three and off of four. So McIntosh better at one end of the racetrack. Siebert better at the other. And it continues with a seesaw gap that goes between two car lengths. Down as close to one. And then back out to three car lengths. Between your race leaders is Noel Dowler. Now has Jamie Krizik looking to his inside to the third position. Krizik in the 66. Get Gracie with the 35 machine. As problems for the number 94 car, Jesse Webb is pulling into the pits after a strong run early for the rookie driver in the RS1 series in the 94. The 24 of McIntosh doing a great job. Still able to pin the 24 machine right down to the bottom of the racetrack. Guys, I'm noticing the 9 of uh, Riley Siebert on the exit of turn two. Have a look at him on the way by this time. You can see him push right out to the wall, and it seems like the car is really free coming off, but he's good down in 3-4. He is, and that is where he's able to kind of hang with the 24 of Sean McIntosh, but McIntosh better at both ends. We are slowly starting to see that pay dividends in the 24 car as he has gone from having a two-car length lead to about a four-car length lead as, oh, we got a big mess going into turn number three, and Billy Coles just dive-bombed to the inside of the 53 of Adam Daller who made contact with him, sideswiped him, Took out Dowler and the 50, or rather the 69 of Trevor Siebert. And when you're the owner of the series, I don't think Trevor's going to be too happy with that one. Well, that's okay. He'll get over it. Billy's getting his money's worth out there tonight in the 64 car. Uh, it, it, it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, three wide is possible here, but it just got a little bit tight coming off, or pardon me, on the way into turn number three. And you get two cars that spin around. Uh, but we're 67 laps complete here tonight in the second Twin 100, all presented by Avion Motorsports. Want to know more about the RS1 Super Series, uh, the, the, the Cup Series, or the Challenge Series? Simple to do. Just get to avionmotorsports.com, uh, and all the information is there. And, of course, uh, I believe they're in the process of kind of updating that website, so it'll have a new look to match the Penticton Speedway website. Uh, coming up here for the RS1 series, Adam Dowler's car is back up and running, the 53 machine. A little bit more donut marks in the side of it, a little bit more bodywork missing, and I did think I saw that he had a flat left front tire. Looks like uh, that was just an optical illusion through the windows of the broadcast center, but uh, he does have the window net down, so Adam Dowler is pulling into the pits and looks like his night will be done for the 53 machine. So tough break for Adam Dowler, the driver out of Sherwood Park, Alberta, and Adam and Noel right before they ran the Western Rattler 300 because both of them were in late models for that at Penticton Speedway. They were in Bahrain representing Canada in go-karting. Oh, really? Really, I didn't know that. Yeah, so uh, Noel and Adam both heavily involved in karting. That's kind of what Noel's been doing after his uh, Pinty series 
career kind of wind down. Of course, Noel uh, drove the Emco number five machine in the Pinties series for uh, a few years uh, in the full tour. And uh, going back into the karting series with uh, Rotax, a two-stroke kart. Uh, and I believe Adam has run in four strokes as well as two strokes. Uh, but both, yeah, international, uh, internationally known in the karting world. How cool is this? you got to know that this uh, RS1 Cup Series, uh, it, these cars are all maintained by Avion Motorsports. At the end of this day, these drivers are going to get out, park the car on pit road, grab their helmet, celebrate the night they've had, and uh, they don't even have to touch the car. They get loaded, they're taken care of, and I'll tell you what, the next race out for these cars, they're going to look brand new once again. Uh, Avion Motorsports does an amazing job with this tour, and uh, it, you'll see. Uh, this is uh, quite a race to see. 67 laps complete. The lights are out atop of that Avion Motorsports Camaro. It's going to come down pit road and look out. Thunder. And I'm kind of thinking, Dave, we're going to go green from here to the end. All right. I'll hold you to that, perhaps. But I just love the competitive nature of these drivers. Nothing is given up. Not even an inch on this track. Here we go. Back racing off of turn number four. And Riley Siebert has another shot at Sean McIntosh. McIntosh unable to run Siebert up the hill a little bit. And Siebert's going to have the run as they drag race into three and four. But McIntosh working hard on that inside. And Siebert's car not liking the outside lane of the 0-9 machine. As he is having to pedal hard. They are swapping paint through one and two. Down the back straight, still side-by-side side for the lead. Krizik in the 66 is up to third. The 16 machine, Cameron Haley to the inside of Adam Dowler as Siebert trying to edge ahead on the outside of the 24th McIntosh. And Joe, we have a new race leader off at of turn number two. Yes, we do. Uh, the 09 car of Riley Siebert has got that super seal machine out front as we come to the line with 30 circuits left to go. Sean McIntosh in the 24 car is back into the second spot. Krizek in the 66th is, is third. Noel Dowler in the 35 is fourth. And Cameron Haley, top five right now with uh, 29 laps left to go. It looks like McIntosh's car isn't taking off quite as good as it did on the previous restarts. And Seabird is now able to extend his lead to about four car lengths in the 09 car. But McIntosh, maybe as the run goes on, will hopefully be able to close in and make this a closer race in that 24 machine. It's the 66 of Krizik starting to fall back a little bit from McIntosh as McIntosh trying to turn up the wick and catch up with your race leader, Riley Seabird, in the 09. Oh, spinner on the back straight. The number 12 car, Elisa Alexis, has spun the number 12 machine, and the yellow flag will fly. And we're green once again. McIntosh sticking with him on the outside as they work their way into one and two, but Siebert will be clear of McIntosh, and Krizik now coming up the inside of the 24 car as they work their way into three and four, and that will allow Siebert to hopefully pull out a little bit more of a cushion in the 09. Side by side for the second and third four spot. These drivers got to settle that. The 09 car will check out as Krizik ends up with the second slot right now. Move the 24 back to the third location. The 16 of Cameron Haley is in the fourth spot and he is being hounded right now by Billy Cole in that 64 car. 
Yes, and Billy inside of the top five, even with all those problems that he has had in the 64 machine up on the wheel. And just like we saw the Western Rattler 100 and the Venom 100, the driver of car number 64 got sent to the back, to the front, to the back. And uh, again, managing to work his way up to the front. He is a uh, wheel man when the pressure is on in that 64 machine. I thought you were playing on numbers, but you're right. I remember that. Yeah, he had a quite the performance there during the Street Stock Invitational in his uh, own number 67. Out in front, Riley Siebert is almost up to a full straightaway advantage. And now Sean McIntosh will get back around the 66 of Jamie Krizik. And Krizik has been sneaking around that 24 car on more than one restart occasion here this evening. And uh, now McIntosh will have a lot of work to do here with 78 laps completed up on the Sutherland Automotive Speedway scoreboard as Siebert has pulled out to almost a full straightaway advantage, Joe. You know, Dave, uh, remember I said uh, the 24 car wouldn't want to see a caution? How much you want to bet he's praying for one just about now? <laughs> yeah, probably there as Riley Siebert got off to a terrific start. Sean McIntosh is getting up on the wheel here trying to track down Siebert. As, again, the long run coming into play here is McIntosh is pulling away from Krizik and starting to close in on the 0-9. Riley Siebert not as pronounced, uh, rather loose coming off of turn number two. The car looks a little bit more stable now, but we'll see if we get a longer run with Siebert's car. The back end starts stepping out on it, and uh, if the 24 of Sean McIntosh can start closing in as Siebert closes in on some lap traffic. Everybody's got racing room now. Uh, everybody's got their spot on the racetrack know if you're going to see any big games unless we do get a caution. 83 laps complete right now and whoo, Cameron Haley just got a shot in the shorts by the 35 car and pushed the 16 up. Uh, Cameron would have went, geez, that's, that's a couple times I got that. Uh, he's gonna, he's, he's uh, learning lots about RS1 right now. He's had the chrome horn once or twice and I know Cameron was a little bit concerned after that spin that he had thanks to a lap car in the first race about the condition of his right rear tire, and I think it might have got a little bit of views there with that spin, and it's uh, unfortunately not paying off for him and showing its hand in the second Twin 100 as that car is starting to look pretty evil in the handling department for the 16 machine. Up in front, 0-9 of Riley Siebert still pacing the field. Out to about a half straightaway advantage, but Sean McIntosh has been slowly starting to chip away at that lead. But uh, coming up on 10 to go, might be a little case, or rather a case of too little, too late for the driver of that 24 car. But uh, he is giving it his all as Riley Siebert is closing in on lap traffic. Jack Herniuk in the 0-1, set to go a lap down as they come off of turn number four. And Riley will have to try and pick his way through the lappers in the 0-9. As the 24 is Sean McIntosh is right there as well. And Siebert getting to the inside of Hernia. A little bit of hesitation, allowing McIntosh to close in just a tiny bit. As Jamie Krizik, the 66, still sits in third. Billy Coles trying to track him down in the 64 car. This time by, it'll be 10 laps to go for Riley Siebert in the Super Seal 09 as he sets his sights on Ken Mostowich. Put him a lap down in the 99, Joe. Now he got a little bit loose coming up turn four that time in the 09 car, but no harm, no foul. The 24 car still got to be 
10, maybe 12 car lengths back. Maybe not that far. Maybe 10. Uh, but the 24 of McIntosh still running his race with only nine circuits left to go here tonight at uh, Sutherland, Sutherland Automotive Speedway. Uh, and you know what? This has been an entertaining race. I know they're spread out a bit right now, but man, oh, man, have these guys put on a show here today. It has had its moments for sure of great racing action here on the prairies and the bank track of Sutherland Automotive Speedway with its progressive banking as Sean McIntosh getting held up a little bit by lap traffic and unfortunately for Sean that has allowed the 09 of Riley Siebert to open back up that lead in the 09 car. 93 laps completed for Siebert coming up on 94 to go. Six laps remaining for race leader Riley Siebert and those fresher tires by about 50 laps are paying off here in the long run just as we knew they would. Cameron Haley is back a little bit in the field here. He's hanging on by his fingernails with just, uh, what, five laps left to go at the line this time. And uh, the 09 Super Seal uh, Chevrolet of uh, Riley Siebert having a great run here in race number two. He struggled race number one. Not so in race number two as he flashes past the line, the 24 of McIntosh. The 69 car of uh, Trevor Siebert, right up there. Siebert actually getting put a lap down, oddly enough, in the 69. So Trevor not quite having the night that he would want. But Riley Siebert salvaging his night in a big way with a strong run here in race number two and just two laps remaining for the 09 car as he comes off at turn number four. And this is where inside that 09 car, you're leading the race. You're hearing things you haven't heard all night long. You're thinking, come on, I got to go another lap and a half here. Uh, things going real good for the 09 right now as he drops it right down to the bottom of the racetrack white flag in the air down into turn number one and two cole bring us on home buddy down the back shoot for the final time straight away advantage receiver in the three no dramas and the checkered flag is in the air for the winner of the second twin 100 riley siebert from williams lake now living in penticton the 24 sean mcintosh in second drag race to the line billy coles on the last lap is going to get the third spot over Jamie Krizik in the 66, and Cole's salvaging his night in a big way with a third-place run. Jamie Krizik's going to go uh, and, and ask Billy Cole, what was that? <laughs> he was all over him coming off the turn. Uh, quite a run for not only the 66, the 64. How about the run for the uh, 24 car? Uh, just an amazing job as well as, uh, of course, our 09, the winner. And Riley Siebert completing those victory donuts in the 09 machine, pulling into victory lane. Steve Robley, driver room 28. You're listening to Race Time Radio. Enjoy race time. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, channel 167. 
Join us Saturday, June 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Avion Motorsports presents the RS1 Cup Series to win 100s plus qualifying all live on racetimeradio.com. Tighten them up because this is going to get wild. It's the first time these professional short track drivers take on Sutherland Automotive Speedway in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. And 2022 Super Seal Championship points are on the line. Saturday, June 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Join us at the Speedway. You know you gotta do. Or live worldwide right here on Racetimeradio.com. Racetime Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Racetime Radio broadcast crew. Also by the Wooden Door Bistro. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. No one else, only you. Mr. Never Say Die. Your eight-year-old car running like new? That's all you. And your friend, Mr. Transmission. Transmissions, that's their specialty. Over 350 different types, making Mr. Transmission Canada's undisputed transmission and technology expert. Book your free multi-check inspection at your local Mr. Transmission to keep it running smoothly. How long will your car last? As long as you want it to. Thanks to your friend. Hey, Mr. After two years of silence at Riverside International Speedway, not no more. The IWK 250 Super Weekend is on July 21st through the 23rd. Everything kicks off Thursday night, July 21st, with a popular tailgate party. Then on Friday night, it's the Henry's Auto Pro Sportsman 100 and Legends. Then on Saturday, Canada's ultimate short track race, the IWK 250, July 23rd. Featuring the stars of the East Coast International Pro Stock Tour, plus a pile more from across Canada and the U.S. For camping and tickets, get to RiversideSpeedway.ca or join us live worldwide on RacetimeRadio.com. It's the IWK 250 presented by Steve Lewis. July 21st through the 23rd. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indigenous Nova Scotia. Join the celebration as the greatest drivers and cars in the world return to Canada's legendary road course for Canada Day weekend. The Chevrolet Grand Prix at Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, July 1st to 3rd, features the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship with exotic prototypes and GT sports cars for their one and only stop in Canada. This Canada Day weekend, don't miss the return of world-class racing, camping, and family fun. Go to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com for tickets and details. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Racetime Radio, Sirius XM 167. Todd, take it down to you. All right, Riley Siebert. I was warned by L. Liebert... As practice laps were going on tonight, they said, if you want to see who can set fast laps out here in this track, 
watch Riley Siebert. Well, <laughs> the second half certainly went better than the first. This car was on rails for the second half. You walk by this pack, and wow, that was one incredible win for you out there. I tell you what, it didn't feel like a walk. Um, <clears throat> no, I I actually didn't think I had anything for Sean there and the, about the three-quarter pace there, and or three-quarters way through the race, and I just made some in-car adjustments. Really, all you can do is change the brake bias and change my lineup a little bit, and it seemed to work and then you know he got me on a couple of restarts and you know it's been a long time since uh, Sean's been an oval driver he's obviously been with us but he used to race quarter midgets many 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 years ago and I um I I, I played a little dirty pool with him and then hugged him to the bottom and held him there with the car and, and used the door to hold him there and when you do that you you choke off the throttle and the guy can't get off the corner and it that's short track racing but uh and that's the only way you can make the outside work and so you know it uh you have to do what you have to do to get that big check and uh, that's what i wanted the first one uh, got away from me with the fuel starvation problem in the car and that put me in a in a mood to say the least and uh i had uh, visor down and uh, all uh, all eyes forward on that one well we were talking you know about the fact that the second groove came in on this track it seemed like it really settled in and it it seemed to work for you it, yeah, I know the second groove was actually surprising late in the race, um, and it, as it moved up and rubbered in, it was great because a lot of guys were really hugging the bottom and, and making that car wide on entry and on exit, so chose to just say, hey, I, I, there's only one way around you. I guess I'm going to the outside, and I, I was able to make it work on a, on a lot of passes, and and uh, you know what? It's just great to get this Super Seal car back in victory lane. I, I know that uh, the, the guys back at Super Seal, they... Uh, they hold Saskatoon in their hearts. It's a special place for them. They've been out here with their super late model many, many years ago, won lots of races. So I, I'm, uh, I'm happy to report back to them that we got the, uh, the blue and black car back in victory lane in Saskatoon. Well, again, congratulations on that. And like I said, wow, that was awesome to watch. Yeah, thanks for, uh, for the fans that came out, and thanks for the ones that stuck around through the rainstorm. And, and uh, thanks to the Avion Motorsports, the entire team that works at uh, Avion there for getting these cars ready. I know they... They've always got to work their butts off to get these things going, and um, and, and yeah, I, I had a lot of fun again today. Second in this, all we needed was a third race for you, man. Every time, a little bit better, you know. Uh, you were leading a lot of this race. Uh, looks like you guys are back and forth quite a bit, and again, wow. Yeah, it took about 10 laps every restart for my car to come in, but the middle of that race, the thing was just dialed in. It was just on rails, it felt like. So that part of it was really good, and, uh, you know, in between we made a few adjustments to the car. It was kind of nice to feel how, how that felt, right? Well, and, and like we says, we noticed with your car in particular in the first race, as well as this one, once you got those tires warmed up as the race progressed, you definitely got faster. The cautions definitely weren't in your favor. Like you says, you needed the restart. But once you got the long run rolling, man, this thing was quick. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's just my style. I'm a pretty smooth driver out there. So uh, uh, maybe I got to work a little bit on being a little more aggressive on the restarts. Well, you know, and it's, like I says, that was awesome racing. RS1, glad you guys came. And, wow, what a show you put on. Yeah, it was good. It was great to be here in Saskatoon. And hopefully you can come back again. Well, we're looking forward to seeing you again. Congratulations. Best not tell him I took him in both races because he uh, came up a little bit short. But I'll tell you what, the 24 car, man, did he put on a show here tonight. Uh, Todd, down to you, third spot. <laughs> Billy Coles. <laughs>
I, 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 I honestly don't know what to say at this point of the race. You come in third, your fiberglass is all busted, you had this car pointing the wrong way more than once. Um, it looked like it was, to me, it looked stupid loose out there. Like, I mean, like, not just a little loose, like crazy loose. How'd you do this? The only thing loose was the marbles in my brain because I went from front to back to back to front. Thank God for street stock razors and they can show everybody out here we can go fast as hell. Good job, boys. Yeah, that was entertainment, Billy. So you got sponsors that help you out with your car or what? Uh, thanks to Hotel Penticton, Billy Graham Racing. That's Graham Cook. The guy's a legend. If he was out here, he'd probably pass us all ten times. He's my partner. And the Bears Den Restaurant. But, uh, yeah, I want to thank Avion for putting me in this fast machine after all the trouble we had in the first race and got to show my wares, and it was fun. Well, it was entertaining as heck, and congratulations for putting it in the third place. Because, like I said, the amount of times you made a bunch of extra laps just spinning your car around out here, but I still, it looks great to see you in third, man. Thanks, man. It was a lot of fun. All right. Unbelievable run for Billy here tonight, as it was for the RS1 Cup Series. Twin 100s presented by Avion Motorsports in the books. Final thoughts, Cole Sorensen, what did you think of this? Well, it took a little bit of extra time to get it going, but once it did get going, we had two great races, and uh, I think we had an ex the most excited third-place finisher I've seen in a long time. Billy Coles was pumped up. That was very cool to see uh, Billy's interview down there. But uh, great racing for the RS1 series proved that uh, you know two grooves for here at Saskatoon is a great, great show with uh, a lot of... Great action, great passing going on, and, uh, you know, congratulations to Riley Siebert bringing home the win in the second Twin 100, as well as the uh, the winner in the first 100, Noel Dowler, getting his first RS1 Series win. So uh, a lot of great action here this weekend, Joe, and hopefully we can come back out to Saskatoon next year with your RS1 Series. Oh, man, I would look forward to the day. Dave, what do you think? Final thoughts in this one here. Man, you guys do a great job, uh, and thanks so much for jumping on the broadcast with us. What are your thoughts heading into uh, the end of this one here? Well, the thanks goes to you, too, but... You know, the, the series coming into Saskatoon was billed as the cars all being alike, and it was the driver's skill that would be on display, and I think that we saw that in both of the 100s, whether it was changing track conditions, whether it was tire conditions, whether it was going ahead and finding that perfect time to make your move, no matter where or when it was on the track, it all seemed to pay off, and we got a great display of driving here tonight at Sutherland Automotive Speedway. That'll be my takeaway from this, just what the drivers did, how they knew what they were doing, and how they were able to go ahead and sense and feel what their car was going to present them with. Yeah, amazing. Uh, great job, bud. Uh, Got to throw it down to you, Todd. Final thoughts of tonight's race. What did you think? Man, again, you know, I, I knew that we were going to have something exciting when I heard about these cars, purpose-built cars, two-seater cars. I knew that we were going to get something exciting. I saw the big names coming, and, man, that it is so awesome to see. Like Dave expressed, when you've got all the same cars, it comes down to the loose nuts behind the wheels, and, man, they put on a good show. Well, dynamite job. Thank you for your input and job down on pit road here tonight for the broadcast. Uh, great job. Cole, that's going to do it for us here tonight on Race Time Radio. 
been quite a day. We've been here all day. We've survived the rain. But, man, we got treated to a great race. Yeah, it was a long day, Joe, but uh, great to see some great racing action out here at Saskatoon, and hopefully the fans enjoyed it as well. I know uh, all the racers seem to uh, to have great runs over the course of the race. Well, some of them. There was a few that uh, had some tough luck, but uh, everybody seemed like they had a great time. Great racing had by all, and uh, again, as we mentioned before, we'll uh, look forward to our next visit out here to Saskatoon. And you can catch this RS1 series at Penticton Speedway next. You don't want to miss it, BC. But for Todd, for Dave, for Cole Sorensen, I'm Joe Chisholm, I think. And we are done. i uh, got to thank you, Susie Q, back in the uh, Race Time Radio studio. That's it for us tonight here on the Prairie. Sure hope you enjoyed the broadcast, and we look forward to catching you the next time on Race Time Radio. Tune in Sunday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, live on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.